0: Back on Change Yourself, Change the World. This is another episode X twenty or something on my radio show. Um, back with the homie Corey, and we were just about to get into it, man. You were just saying something about the presidential election. First off, shout out uh these uh blue uh whatever mics that we're about to record oh, with. Yeah, it's the first time oh, using uh blue snowball mics. And uh I think it's gonna come out really good in the in the back, in the back end, like in the production better.
1: end. Yeah. What, so, where I was getting at is like, man, like imagine this right thirty one years of age I've admittedly uh not voted in a single presidential election, cool, whatever, cast uh, what, ostracize me, judge me, whatever you want to do, but either way, I don't complain about what the president is doing i don't I stay out of that, but it's not really my place to say anything, but like just saying like, dude, this is probably with everything going on, and there's zero certainty like. I, What's, what do you think is going to happen once, like, do we, first off, who do you think's really going to become president? Who's going to be elected? And what, what do we do? What happens?
0: You know? Honestly, I think Trump will become president again. Mm. I think a lot of people are going to lose their shit again. I think there's going to be a ton of protests. There's so, going to be a ton of riots. More so than last time. Last time I wasn't in the States when the whole election thing happened, but I think it would be more so than last time. Last I mean, wait, time they bitch, went as well, didn't they?
1: They went wild after Hillary not getting elected, and they say, not my president. They walked down, like, lots of different campuses and stuff like that. Yeah. It was, I mean, unrest. the same sure. shit. Right now, but, I mean, think on top of that, like, on top of that with the, let's go, racial injustices, or, or people upset with the police and, you know, police brutality and... Black- lives matter and covid and everything man i don't like deep dive i don't think we've ever like looked in or talked about like what 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 happens you know what i'm saying like what do you think happens with covid what do you think happens with presidents what do you think is gonna happen with this black lives matter stuff like let's
0: i mean we're already forgetting covid it's not in the the news every day all day
1: i would say that there's still gonna be another lockdown from winter man i have a feeling that they're gonna use this flu season there's gonna be a
0: Huh? That, that's what I think they're going to start doing. They're going to start demonizing every flu and every time there's a cold and every time there's a virus, they really want it. COVID is just a extreme version of the flu. Now. It, like it, it's the same response as every year we get. It's just, it just got a little bit more extreme and they're going to take it to the extreme next time too. And they're going to take that to the extreme next time too. So I don't think, it ends. It it ends only because we stop talking about it, and it's gonna become the old thing. But something new will come up, and they'll bring bring us back to the same old fucking thing. And then they'll start getting people all fucking afraid of the same nonsense.
1: I think also like it. it I mean, we collectively, I think, what what stems this a little bit of a part is like there's a tally on deaths, etc. Like we don't necessarily always have in the media every day. Oh, influenza deaths. This. Oh, this. Death. Right. You know, I mean, we kind of neglect the fact that people are dying every single fucking day, like uh, thousands and thousands of people. Right. Not Definitely not like, uh, hey, mad condolences to everybody that loses somebody or somebody that didn't wake up this morning. I'm not trying to sound insensitive to that. Mortality is a part of life. That is the one guarantee in life, right? I, I wish that painless, painless deaths um, – you know what I mean, like happy deaths, whatever, w- w- what have you, in that sense. I want, you know, uh, don't have. deaths that. that let you move on to the next realm. Yeah. But I think that, not but, I think that ultimately the heightened focus on deaths is what makes people even more, you know what I mean, like attached to these, right? right. The heightened um, fear or the heightened stuff along those lines, you know, because uh now we have a huge focus on death we have a focus on black lives matter people getting incarcerated and killed by police then you have know, COVID over here at the same time like i think that the heightened is on the most negative thing that people are afraid of is death you know and um it's just interesting to see like hmm well do you think with the presidents they're going to you you think this is going to be a continuous thing moving forward every single year there's going to be a new New virus or a new coronavirus or a mask are going to be the thing moving forward. Do you think these masks are never coming off? Um, just kind of like how they did nine eleven, where TSA now has the, you know, body scanners and you see people naked. You know what I'm saying? Like this is exactly that. This is
0: exactly another nine eleven, except years later, basically. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they got us prepared with this whole mentality of. there's diseases that come around in every year. And it's like, well, it's not really, that's not really how it works. Diseases don't come around every year. Just the environment becomes more <laughs> acceptable and, and, and for diseases, they're not acceptable, more proper. It becomes a proper environment for diseases and viruses to spread. During wintertime, when we all close our doors, when we all let, stop letting circulation, or we we'll stop letting air come in and out of our house, yes, bacteria and viruses do pile up in our environment. They, we do need to have constant air coming in and out. And the big reason why we get sick is because we close ourselves in in our caves. Yeah. So they've already conditioned us to think that, oh my gosh, flu vaccine, get a vaccine. Well, flu, flu season, get a vaccine, flu season, get a vaccine, flu season, get a vaccine. And me and I have already talked about this, but I, I actually am postulating. Uh, cool word. I'm actually theorizing that everybody who did get sick from COVID got a flu shot pretty fucking recently. And the higher amounts of flu shots you've gotten, the higher the chance that you got COVID and the, and the more flu shots you got, the higher the risk, um, or the higher, the, what's it called? The severity of COVID or the more the severity of COVID was, or the more severe COVID was the more flu shots you got. That's my running theory. Why?
1: I mean, I've heard some things along those lines. I mean, it's very interesting how, even on that same notion of influenza vaccination right. or shots or whatever, would you like, you know, how they say it's a flu shot? Is it a vaccine? What are they? Because they're not labeling that. They say, go get your flu shot. You know what I'm saying? Or is it a vaccine? It's a vaccine. First off, what's interesting is, remember growing up, like you'd have to actually schedule a doctor's appointment to go get that taken care of. Now, hey, everywhere's got, hey, flu shot here, flu shot here, flu shot here, grocery stores, yes. You know what I mean? Oh. Like, every little fucking place. Yeah. And they made it so easily obtainable. Yeah,
0: they put, they made the flu shots extremely easily attainable. where they, as they make everything else much, much harder.
1: I would go as far as saying that, like, the years that I, I mean, I haven't gotten a flu shot maybe in six years, seven years. I can't remember the last time I did. Never got but, a
0: flu shot. Um,
1: yeah, I mean, I remember I probably had them back when I was a kid when my mom kind of took me to the doctor and more lines in the in that industry personally. Right. And my preface is because most of my family, like my grandfather and, and his twin brother were in the science like medical field, so they listen to doctors in white coats, you know? Um, go as far as he a lot of people yeah. on his kids growing up, you know, test things on all the kids growing up, himself included. Which is very interesting, you know. Um so, but, like the older I got, I realized like uh i'm going to heal myself from inside, you know what I mean what I'm consuming yeah. I don't need to throw some shit in my body right. very interesting, and then even breaking down the word you say there's like disease, diseases, right like well disease, like it's just whatever like you're saying there's viruses, bacteria, people don't realize that, but just because we can't see it, like I got bacteria running on my skin right now, you know like exactly i mean we're we're going more towards the bubble boy.
0: Bubble boy uh, and lifestyle, you know what I mean? Like It's very interesting. I think that should be a thing. I think you have the freedom to wear a fucking bubble if you want to wear a bubble. And I'm not going to judge you for wearing a bubble. I'm going to make fun of you, but I'm not going to judge you. Let
1: those (laughs) those heightened, extra scared folk do what they need to do to make themselves okay in society, but let us, other people that know, okay, well, right, I feel like the fear of that risk is worse than the risk itself.
0: That is America, though that is a freedom that you have, and you imposing your fears upon me. this is not right literally, the Constitution was written in a way so that you can't force me to do things, and this is you forcing me to do things. like this is very anti-American and and it 's not that I'm patriotic or nationalistic, it's that I love the ideals that, that America was founded on, and it wasn't slavery and it wasn't money it was, it was it's life liberty and the pursuit of i don't agree with pursuit of happiness because it doesn't mean happiness it just means you can chase it not, how could you pursue something
1: that's a choice right like you create happiness you don't
0: i mean something. well western mentality is that you get to happiness it's not eastern mentality is that you create happiness so when they were looking at it pursuit of happiness is chasing what makes us happy i I don't, I don't agree with it because, again, it doesn't mean you, you have the right to happiness. It doesn't mean you should be happy. It means you, you can chase it.
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean, But chasing that can fucking... Will be a step ahead of you or 10 steps ahead of you. You could never catch it. You could be chasing something your whole life. Exactly.
0: Chasing, chasing something is fucking horrible.
1: I mean, unless you have fun with it. Like, I like to watch a dog chase its tail and seem to have fun chasing its tail. And it's cool with that, you know, if you're content. what
0: if that dog is an intense death battle for his tail? <laughs> whole different feeling for him. I don't know. I'm just about to, I guess. <laughs> and yeah. we can take this back to the, the what you were talking about before about the fear of death. And I think death is the easiest way to get people to pay attention or, or react. Oh my gosh, you're going to die. Oh no, what do I need to do? Yeah, like that, like that. That's it. And people in white, in, in white lab coats, they have an authority and it's been proven time and time again i forgot the name of the experiment but it's the experiment where they turn up the voltage on the person answering questions every time they get an answer wrong every time they they ask a question they they move the voltage up if the person gets the question wrong they give them a little shock or they're supposed to give them a little shock and a lot of people take it to the extremes where they end up killing the person they take them to like 400 volts or watts or I, i forgot what Actually kills a person, but it takes them to a level beyond lethal dose for for humans. And this is what happens when li- people in white lab coats tell you it's okay. You will kill someone if someone tells you in a white lab coat gives you the authority to kill someone. If they give you permission to kill someone, if they say it's okay, you keep going. You will keep going. You will kill someone because you have this blind faith in these people. And it's like sixty percent of the people who went into the experiment ended up going to levels higher than the lethal dose for humans 60%. this is 60 percent of the people who thought they were good people who thought they were christian and civil and blah 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 and whatever the hell these people ended up in a scenario where they could kill a person just by following orders and so we get this fear in our mind we see a white lab coat we start following their orders and we get to we we listen to their bullshit we don't fucking pay attention and start looking at facts and figures and and opinions from other people in in white lab coats
1: right yeah what's with the fancy titles next to your name like i mean that that's the unfortunate thing too because like even in the fancy white lab coats right like i would go as far as like you're saying um sending people up for death like iatrogenics is probably one of the leading causes of death here in the united states which is you know um it's a medical misdiagnosis it's a medical mistake what is it called iatrogenics if i'm not mistaken like i might be stating that iatrogenics mm -hmm. Iatrogenics. to illness caused by medical examination or treatment yeah i yeah iatrogenic
0: iatrogenesis so the causation of a disease a harmful complication or other ill effect by any medical activity including diagnosis intervention error or negligence so it means doctors kill you
1: Basically, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, like, that's what I'm trying to get at. It's like one of the leading causes of death here in the world, in the United States, is doctors.
0: The United States, yeah, that's the problem. They think they know what your sickness is. They think they know how to.
1: Well, I think that also what I found is like wording here in the states is very absolute. You know what I mean? Like, you have, I mean, how well does the verbiage of that doctor? Does the doctor have somebody with? A cancer patient and say, hey, you have six months to live. Well, who are you to tell this person exactly how much time they have left on this planet?
0: That is actually a very fucked way to go about it. Like, I've had my dad and my uncle had similar cancers. And the way they went about it is, like, the way the doctors went about it, too, it was was horrible. No empathy, man.
1: Like, uh, put yourself in that human's shoes. Do you think that you would want another human to be tell you that you have X amount of time left on the
0: planet? I mean... I'm not even sure it's about that. It's it's the reason. The next thing they say after you have six months to live, we need to start oper- We need to start operating on you now. We need to do chemotherapy now. Like as soon as they scare you, they start selling you on what they need to do to help you.
1: Exactly. So that fear is paralyzing. Do you even really get to think straight? You know what I mean. Like, or not only that, do you not even allow? Like, how do you know that that's going to be guaranteed? You, you know, like you never put a timeline on somebody. I don't know. It's very interesting.
0: Yeah, you're basically setting them up for death in that case, right? It's when you, when you tell them you have this much to live, yeah, you could be that. They have been wrong multiple times, though. It's, 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 averages and estimates aren't real numbers and dates. They're just the best number they can give you. But at the same time, they're also... Hell, man, we make mistakes. They're also working with information of their past, and their past and their peers have always made the same fucking mistakes of giving people these diagnoses, doing these kinds of treatments, doing all these kinds of things. Like here's a, here's, a, here's a study that you won't fucking see either. The study between people who have done, how long people have lived if they have taken chemotherapy and all the, all the allopathic hospital recommended stuff. How long they have lived with a cancer diagnosis versus how long people with a cancer diagnosis have lived without doing anything hospital related. And the studies we've seen are, again, they're independent studies that are kind of biased because they're focused on the health foods and and, and the healing naturally and the meditation and, and the supplementation and everything. But you're not going to find a medical study that compares cancer patients with chemotherapy versus cancer patients without chemotherapy. They're going to claim some, some bullshit moral ground saying, oh, if we don't give our cancer patients chemotherapy, it's like we're killing them. It's like we're letting them die. Well, in reality... People who have taken chemotherapy and people who have not taken chemotherapy, they live almost the same amount of time. Chemotherapy is a horrible, horrible, horrible drug, and it kills everything, and it makes people extremely sick. You see people wither away and die on chemotherapy, and there's no bullshit statistic someone can tell me to, to fucking replace the fact that I saw my uncle wither away and die on chemotherapy. You know what his, one of his last regrets were, he said, I shouldn't have started the chemotherapy. I went down the wrong path. He said he had this realization, like months in, like two, two months before he passed away, maybe, maybe a little bit more. He had this realization saying, I shouldn't have started this. This shit fucking destroyed me. The cancer was killing me, but the chemotherapy destroyed me and it made me weak as shit. And I couldn't do, he couldn't do anything. With the cancer, he was driving around to and from from to Arizona and Mexico, fucking driving around constantly. Yeah, he was in pain, but he was able to do stuff. After chemotherapy, he was in pain, he wasn't able to do anything. Like, and when you and when you take the ability of people who have worked their whole lives and are constantly moving and, and having to survive, when you take that ability away from them, they don't have a reason to live many times anymore. You take the ability the ability, you take the ability to survive from someone and they Many times, just revert to death mode and wanting to die. Yeah.
1: And that also like steps on the point of uh, same scenario where they say most of the people that were jumping on respirators when they had COVID or what have you, like they were dying because they allowed you stopped allowing your body to do the work for itself. Yeah. So I think it's like interesting because the medical medical field wants an external to everything, but the body heals itself. Right. You know what I mean so? But it's so
0: contradictory to Western science it is and the problem with western science is that it's only right if western scientists say it's right like you can have something that's been there for thousands of years in eastern traditions but unless western science says it unless you can find it with a western machine and western doctors can interpret it in western ways and then give you the same fucking conclusion they knew thousands of years ago like
1: well i heard an interesting statistic recently too um i can't really exactly quote it per se but like a gentleman was telling me that according to Illumina who does a lot of like research on um, I think prescription drugs and whatnot. uh, I, this might, I might be getting the story entirely wrong, but he was saying in the medical field, only about 5% of whatever medicine that's out there on the planet can actually, they can test like what it does to each independent, like, because what happens is you take a symptom in one area of the body, you treat it, and then another symptom comes up somewhere else, but they don't know how to like there's never one size fits all. Hence why you have new symptoms on top of symptoms on top of symptoms. Right. And you end up taking multiple prescription drugs. Yeah, they don't always shut down that. It's always a petrol-based fucking pill. You know, you're putting oil in your system. I don't understand why, how you, why you
0: do that. But
1: yeah. do they, me I, a favor. Pause this recording real fast. I gotta pee, and I'm gonna take this girl out to the to go to.
0: Fuck it. Yeah, so we're back and uh, kind of forgot where we left off. Something about medicines and east west.
1: Well, I think I, if I remember correctly, we were talking about cancer and we talked about your your uncle and stuff like that. Me, yeah, I mean, even and then oh, I was on petrol pills that people take a pill five percent of that. Yeah, it's very interesting. I mean, think about like the same thing where like people take antibiotics, right? Like they don't realize that not only does it kill the bad bacteria in your body it kills all bacteria in your body and there's all that anything about bacteria you need bacteria in your body yeah i mean the biggest thing nowadays it's very interesting to see the things that were woo woo and science are becoming not so woo woo they're becoming standard and then the stuff that was uh official science is back to woo woo because that stuff is trash <laughs>
0: it's, like, it's like even the whole six feet thing now like western cultures are the ones that invented hugging and fucking kissing and like doing all these things to say what's up <laughs> Eastern cultures, were probably, they weren't always from afar, but they always wide and bowed and had this, this distance thing. Like touching wasn't a thing for them. They don't, they don't do handshakes to say hello. That was a Western thing as well. And now, and now we realize that probably we shouldn't be fucking rubbing our karma all over everybody and leaving our bacteria all over everybody. West, western went went extreme with everything bro it's what they do i mean america is the land of extremes
1: and i mean i don't know like did they have hardcore pornography before in america
0: <laughs> they didn't have videos so i don't know if they had hardcore pornography yet
1: yeah. we're <laughs> just trying to think about all the cra- great we created like i mean western societies has created pharmaceutical pills
0: so i mean like we want to synthetic with everything i, I think the is botcheries- global though like i think there's always okay. orgies and Man, i
1: read something in this book freakonomics today and it was talking about like thinking in the 60s or something i can't don't quote me on this as well there's a roman a romanian dictator and he made it illegal to have an abortion so mm. he was forcing women to actually have kids and they would go as far as like you'd be arrested and you could actually i think be killed and ostracized for not having kids or for having an abortion well he ended up he ended up um getting executed himself him and his whole family it didn't really end well for him but it's just very interesting to hear the times that yo know, you made it illegal for your citizens to have abortions and forced the women to have kids like force them i th-
0: i think i don't know it, I probably- it was like
1: crime rates going up or going down it's very interesting
0: i i think yeah it's not really correlated to that but i saw an an outcome to that is that they had a lot of people in orphanages. Like they had a lot of kids in orphanages. And I I was, I don't know whether, I don't know if it's the same, it was Romania, but it's one of those Eastern countries. And what sounds, I think it was Romania, but the thing was that in the orphanage, like they had so many kids they couldn't do with them. There was like one adult for like hundred kids or some shit like that. It was a ridiculous number. And you could see all these kids in the orphanage when they were taking video they were just rocking back and forth, rocking back and forth, rocking back and forth, because they, they said that those are the kids that were never given love, that were never held, and so they do that as a, as a coping mechanism in order to give themselves love. So
1: wait, that's so confusing then, because we just talked about Western society and how we created kissing and hugging, etc. but yet we know that the youth needs touch and they need love. So where in the Eastern oh. philosophy did that disappear? I think... Cause that's a. T- at what age do you no longer hug and, and be there for your child? Once it's no longer an infant and you set it down, like that's a tough one to, like, a, a, an interesting argument to maybe, f- uh, Snopes fact check us. You know what I'm saying? Um, or to look into in general.
0: I don't know, uh, but.
1: Because if we know that's a necessary a necessity for like infants, family, right? yeah,
0: family is always different. Oh, like, we're talking about outside Western of familial terms. Hug and, 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 and shake hands with Western strangers. And I'm strangers, yeah. Some, some people kiss on the cheek kind of thing. I think pe- people kissing me on the cheek is fucking weird, to be honest. I don't care what culture you're from. I think it's it's a little fucking weird.
1: You wonder, like, I wonder, like, the origin. Is it some sleazeball that created that? Like, I don't want to think about mm-hmm. that. You know? Just some dude that wanted to be able to kiss a bunch of women on the cheek, you know?
0: maybe I, that that i see that more like uh latin cultures french italian uh maybe portuguese maybe i'm not sure
1: no i see it. i mean even brazilians yeah. do it in portuguese there's a lot
0: latin of culture it has that like yeah. i'm talking like latin language peoples have that i,
1: I feel like isn't is that it italian thing too or no
0: yeah italians seem to have the whole kiss thing as well some of them, I don't know. Like I haven't. I, I'm generalizing. I, I, mostly through TV and through what other people have told me, but yeah. So touching kids and like hugging them and their family, I think it's always more okay. But then again, how often are Asian parents hugging their kids? This is true. I I hope they are, but I don't think they are as often as the western parents over here with with their whole fucking
1: Wait, but to the same extent western parents are like it's it's interesting they're so caught up in their work and they didn't plan on having a kid that then they sometimes like neglect the kid whereas you know i don't know i don't know maybe i mean we're no different
0: there's there's too much attention and there's not enough attention it has worse kids are fucking weird there's no such thing as there's too much attention one day and that too much attention is not enough attention the next day. And then the next day is completely different situation. And yeah, kids are a fucking mess. This is, this is why I don't have kids right now. No, it's probably not the reason why I don't have kids, but pretty lucky. I don't have kids right now.
1: And even on that note, we've gotten so in the Western, we've gotten so far away from nature itself, men so disconnected even in like childbirth. Like majority of birds these days are cesarean check section where they don't even get that mucal coat, like a layer from the vaginal canal that they, you know, go out, etc.
0: This is what's fucking us up too. Like our immune system is, we're immunocompromised from the get-go. We're supposed to come out of the vagina and I was born out of a cesarean because I was born out of premature. So there are different complications and there are different reasons for a cesarean. But if you're just doing it because it's easier for the doctors to do it, that, that's insane. And the reason... I keep finding out that the doctors make everyone lay down is because it's easier for them. Like the child is supposed, to, or the woman is supposed to be standing in some sort of way. Like, the, she's that makes to be sense because
1: gravity, right? Gravity is going to yes. pull that out as opposed to laying and it's just more comfortable. Well, you can have maybe, those be there for longer hours, you think? That's more people on the table yeah, for longer, more money in the business? Long-
0: yeah, it's, it's, it's easier for the doctors too. They don't have to fucking stand with you. They can just be chill- or maybe They do stand with you, but. It makes it easier for the medical procedures to take place if you're laying down. Gravity's supposed to do it. How, how easy is it to take a shit when you're squatting compared to taking a shit when you're sitting down with your legs fucking like a chair?
1: I guess ultimately that just depends on the height of the, the toilet to the human personally. But I guess say, yeah, but if you're in a squat position, you're forced because you're not going to sit there in comfort. You're going to get in, you're going to get out.
0: Well it's easier to get it in and to get out. you don't have to get in you as soon as you squat it gets out
1: <laughs> no, but I, by that, I mean that like the uh, i mean even even the squatty potties that have been created it says like supposedly there's that little curve that you don't you don't get if you don't position yourself right, et cetera I don't know if I call b s on that or not oh wow I, just, I think it's
0: real I think okay. that curve is real i The most amazing shit I ever took was were squat shits, so they were like I literally purged. It was like taking an, what's it called? Those things that make you purge. What are they they may give you diarrhea. Is what
1: laxative?
0: Yeah, laxative. It felt like it felt like I took a laxative and all I did was squat down and took a shit. Well, yeah.
1: like, I mean, it, I have a squatty potty now, so I always get that. I get that these days, even without.
0: And I try to pull my legs up and try to move them. So I, I always, because if I don't, it just fucking feels way more forced.
1: Right. I mean, I get it. I get it. We want comfort here in the Western society, but it brings about a lot more laziness, you know, like then people now it's a chance for somebody to be on the toilet for hella long, being on their phone. Right. And not I even mean, going to the bank. That's
0: true. That does happen. That does lead to that, but it's
1: not going to, I mean, it, it, uh, maybe a, I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe someone's going to tell me otherwise, but you're not having people in deep squats on their phone, texting fools while they're doing, job. dropping a deuce. They in- should.
0: <laughs> yeah. That would be really good for their posture.
1: <laughs> or they're, like, taking a selfie while they're dropping a deuce. Dropping juice. Deep squat. a squat. Like, yo.
0: Yeah. That, that deep squat actually fucking does hurt. And I remember the first few times I had to find some ways to grab onto something because I was like, I'm going to fall. <laughs> I'm going to fall. Like, I had no squat muscles
1: you have no idea like there's no sign outside and you're like uh first time going into an asian bathroom like yo there's just a hole in there What's <laughs> like where's the, where, where am i supposed to go to the bathroom where do I
0: sit? Yeah, right. <laughs> where's the paper i don't see any paper
1: dude i mean you didn't fuck man i wouldn't have known as much about i would say ultimately i wouldn't know as much as i do know now about how like um how privileged we are with like the handle flushes and and showers that you don't have to pour water on yourself from a bucket you know like in
0: order to in the bucket flushes were efficient if you didn't take an extra sticky shit
1: oh fair enough yeah because you only use the <laughs> amount of water you need to flush it down you know
0: yeah <laughs> yeah i think i think toilets can be made more efficient i think we waste too much water in the west and i, I don't think we should self-flush and self-clean like yeah
1: i mean and then okay well yes you should also then like i mean if that's hmm on the same set squat squat potties yeah, and bidets yeah. all day that's it squat potties and a bidet that's all you need
0: i don't like a bidet i like the gun
1: what <laughs> oh is it just <laughs> spray up in your ass is that what those guns were there for in thailand guns
0: were for bro you're supposed to wipe your ass with a gun ah! I, I actually started
1: I'm this years old that I learned that.
0: Well, I only started doing it like six months before I left Thailand. I was there for years and years and years. And I only started wiping my ass with water six months before I left Thailand because I realized, I think it was one time where I ate too many fucking sweet potatoes and I just had the worst case of constipation and
1: how do you like how do you you know how when you wipe right or right, this is this is getting tmi for a lot of people when you wipe and then you look for that part where like basically there's no pe- nothing no fecal matter on the on the paper, TV, right so right. then how the hell do you know when you've washed it all out you got to check with your hand like how's that gonna work it feels
0: nice and refreshing <laughs> no you also fucking wiped also i also do had did have
1: but if we were if we were ousting at all tp man like how would we know you, you know wouldn't you, you, you gotta have that one like hand swipe at the very end that's you why fucking just
0: you just hope you know, that your ass isn't itchy later on
1: <laughs> that's why you shake people with your right hand and not your left because your hand's supposed to wipe your ass maybe you
0: know? maybe unless in india where they do both
1: oh shit <laughs> yeah well to my understanding someone's saying like islam the whole islamic culture they like get up and Damn it! You're biting my shirt. um up, <laughs> Like the, everything they do is to use both sides. Like they wash themselves efficiently. Like from that way, you to use the, the brain, same yeah. amount. Of, yeah, your hemispheres of the brain. You're using both sides. It's, I argued with um, somebody when they say that there's a science to it. Well, if you do it enough, doesn't it become a ritual? Then do you really? Are you really benefiting from that?
0: Uh, everything becomes a habit, and i well, I guess you're benefiting because you are still using this and this, and there's a coordination level to it, but how big is Definitely. this benefit and you need to make rituals right. and stuff around it
1: well i mean but because the way i'm just saying like is there a plateau on that is just like it, you just keep it up just to keep it up like how with for instance exercise like uh, that's what i know the language i speak hypertrophy in order to uh, um you would want in order to get stronger right like uh, i'm increasing the load so that or time under tension or adding weight to it so like is it i mean how do you increase that you know what i'm saying like how do you increase that brain power there or you just i don't know it's very in- interesting to me
0: i wouldn't know um on that note they might have a deeper level for doing it, or deeper reasoning for doing it like it might lead to other things later on i'm not mm-hmm. sure okay i mean buddhists have it for that reason hindus have it for a reason too they don't give you rules just to give you rules because you have to follow them. They give you rules because, all right, you want to you be like Buddha? Yeah, don't drink. Don't smoke. Don't have those kinds kind of useless sex. Don't waste energy on this shit. Don't get mad on this. And, and that's what happens. Yeah, even the, even the barks are messing with this, mic, in my opinion.
1: Oh, really? It's not as loud?
0: Yeah, it's not as yeah. fierce. Like, the other ones, they were just fucking it. But, yeah, I think these mics are a good investment. Um,
1: uh, yeah, I have some podcasts coming up that I'm supposed to be on, and they're going to be on Zoom, so I figured I might as well. Yeah, it's good. You have good quality now, good air, uh, sound quality now. You know, all these thoughts and these, this voice needs to be heard, you know what I'm saying? We out here, you know?
0: That's one reason I'm doing a podcast. I think what I've been lacking recently is uh, – I've been liking my speaking. Like I was teaching for years and years and years. and I never thought about it, that I was constantly giving people my opinions and putting complex thoughts and things into normal little, I was constantly talking throughout my years in Asia. And I was constantly, that's how I survived. I was able to talk and talk and talk. And now I'm not talking. Right, well, yeah, because
1: otherwise, I mean, if, if you're thinking you're talking and you're just talking within your thoughts, within your head, like who's right. going to challenge those thoughts? Who's right. going to tell you, you know? Right,
0: you can go into thought... Sometimes
1: hearing it out loud Sounds
0: entirely different than hearing it in your right. mind Right and mm-hmm. Yeah so there's another reason why I, I'm into doing this podcast Because I just think I don't even need to be listened I just need to talk Listening comes if People are interested in what I'm saying But, but I right. just personally feel like I need to talk
1: mm-hmm.
0: I need to put my voice and my ideas And get them out there before I can
1: get those brain gains. Full uh, plus, I mean,
0: yeah. I mean, I am trying to change the world though. So it does always, every, uh, everything just comes together. Right,
1: I heard something the other day. I was like saying like, you wanna change, I wanna change the world. So I try to change my community. I wanna change the world. So I try to change my family. I wanna change the world. So I try to change this. When in essence the only thing I really could have ever changed was myself, and with myself, I could have changed my
0: family And with my family, I could have changed my community, and with my community, I could have changed the world It's a poem. It's a poem that goes like, like, that goes exactly like that Like, I wanted to change the world and realized that I couldn't So I then tried to change my nation and realized that I couldn't So I then tried to change my community and realized that I couldn't So I then tried to change my family and realized that I couldn't So then I tried to change myself And when I change myself, I realize I can change my family. When I change my family, I realize I can change my community. And when I realize I can change my community, I realize I can change my nation. And when I realize I can change my nation, I I realize I can change the world. But it all started with changing yourself. Word, I think it's true, man. I think it is true. And it's not even about changing your family or whatever. It's about. Including them in your plan and making their life better whether they want it or not.
1: Say that last part again.
0: Including them in your in their plan and making their life be- better whether they want to or not. Like, I'm not going to force you to make your life better, but I'm always going to have the option for you to make your life better. Like... A lot of people don't want to change.
1: But realistically, like, think about this. Anything in life that is trying to be done by force, does it ever really work out so the way we wanted it to anyways? You're having to force somebody to do something that they didn't want to do to begin with. So if, that's where the inception comes into play. And I think the, the approach about how you, I mean, instead of speaking it, just living it and then embodying it and then people see it, you know what I mean? Like, it's the same thing for me. Like, I used to preach whatever plant-based veganism, all that good stuff, et cetera good stuff or whatever stuff you know i'm <laughs> trying to be down people's throats and like almost being violent with the communication as opposed to just taking everybody where they're at and seeing where you can implement a thought a thought-provoking seed yeah. that you can plant in water you know like it's very simple if you just listen with the two ears we're given in the one mouth you know speak less listen more
0: speak less listen more but even on
1: that same notions like like not necessarily listening with the intent to speak or whatever it's listening with the intent to understand and learn something and and gather something from the individual as take the, the, like relaying some information to you or or thought patterns or or their opinions or whatever it is
0: yeah that's true um no yeah i mean i don't think most people listen <laughs> i just don't they don't
1: though i mean we'll, we're not really taught to listen though
0: yeah i mean interestingly
1: all... enough we're taught to listen to teachers and we're taught to listen to people but we're also taught to tune them out because we go they're trying to force us to listen to them so half the time we don't really care
0: we 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 learn to tune them out we're taught to do it to listen to them we're also taught to reply it every time like teachers don't talk to us just to make sure how we're doing some some do, but that's 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 their case. We, they usually talk to us in order to get a reply. Mm. Parents talk to you not because they want to impart wisdom upon you, but many times it's because they're questioning you and want you to talk. Huh. So the way we are raised and how environments work. Like most of the times, our talking is not meant for our list, listening is not meant just for listening. It's meant it's meant to reply. It's meant as a retort. Oh, so, for sure. It's yeah, knowledge on top of knowledge. I get it when it, when people say that we're only listening to reply, but yeah, that's what society has taught us. It's very hard to listen with the intention of just learning. And the only people I listen with the intention of just learning are people who I hold in high respects for, and who I don't, I stopped fighting them. I stopped questioning everything that comes out of their mouth. Mm. And then I just started listening, not accepting it fully a hundred thousand percent, but just listening. Like, the only, the only person I can do that right now with is, is, is uh, well, Sadhguru. Sadhguru and other spiritual leaders. Yeah. Because even if some of them are rich and they do have this or that, their words still make sense. Like, you don't have to judge the person and have complete prejudice and biases based upon everything he's ever done to just listen to what his logic is trying to tell you. And yeah, I mean, this sounds kind of weird, but I'm pretty sure even Hitler has some great quotes.
1: Right. Well, no, I dude, I would not discredit that. And I would even, I mean, taking a step back on top of that notion right there where people were trying to, get rid of statues of anybody who owned slaves, etc. Like, I don't think slavery is a good thing. I also want to bring it to people's attention that we have slavery now and it's just not as in your face and not as, you know, uh, glorified or whatever it is. It's like kind of kept under wraps. Whereas you look at somebody who was a great leader per se or did great things but also owned slaves, right? So now you want to get rid of them. But also that's a remembrance of history. Let's go ahead and maybe put all of the things on this statue. Hey, this guy did this, this, and this, but this guy also did this. I just want you to be aware. Because I feel like, as with everything, humans, fundamentally, we're not good or bad, but we do make decisions that can be, whatever, subjectively bad to others that might not be subjectively bad to us. You know what I'm saying? Like, in oh, the time, go for it. well, I mean, think, think about this. In the time, if, if nobody's thinking of thought patterns about Clearly, there was an understanding that many people owned slaves legitimately at one point in time, right? Like, yeah. so clearly everybody across the board were okay with it, except for the people that ended up having the Civil War. And then we, you know, it had this divide, et cetera, that created some abolishment, et cetera. Probably, I would say that the slaves never wanted to be slaves, but the people who owned the slaves were totally cool with owning slaves because they didn't have to fucking pay anybody to do the work. And they just fucking had people do shit for them, you know? Um, basically, now we're slaves to somebody else's company or corporation. Yet they give us some sort of um, computer digit that they're paying us, and we're okay with that, right? So it's just a little bit different.
0: Well, there's a lot of t- there's a lot to what you just said. Um, we we do have current slaves, and there are there are people who used to will themselves into slavery uh, voluntarily. They're called indentured servants. Mm. People did used to make these kinds of contracts. I'll be your quote unquote slave for 10 years for you to pay for me to get safe passage across the ocean to go to the new land. I'll work for you for 10 years, um, feeding, housing, all these. They're basically like interns, (laughs) voluntarily forcible interns. I don't know. So some weird kind of internship idea. So that was indentured servitude. Like, we have that. When it came to slavery, yeah, it was everybody. Slavery has been around as long as tribes have been around, probably. Hmm. As long as you have been able to capture someone and put them to work. I mean, Aztecs had slaves and murdered thousands of them for their ceremonies at times. Like They literally had pools and pools of their, their, their what's it called? Pools and pools of their slaves' blood. As part of their ceremonies. Mm. So slavery is a concept of me forcing you to do something. Mm. We've all had it. Every culture has had it. Every race has been applied to slavery. There's yeah, been- I mean,
1: well, technically, then, if you, if you go by that definition, you stated school itself is slavery.
0: Well. No. Well. If school made you work then it'd be slavery. Forced education, I think is a little bit different.
1: But so, okay, but cool. I'm gonna say, no, let me, let me, let me, let me, why, why is that? So let's, let's switch up the education system then. Okay. I can understand how learning how to read and write is imperative, but how does Pythagoras theorem really do us any justice in the world right now? How does like any sort of calculus or math, like where does it, where is it feasible? Truly you, applied? Yeah.
0: Pythagoras theorem would be amazing. But most of us don't even fucking listen. Why would you apply Pythagorean theorem to everything we do in real life?
1: Well, yeah, I mean, but like <laughs> nowadays, then it would just be like, let's relook at the, that's what I mean. Like, okay, well, let's, let's actually educate somebody something that they're gonna use in their life. You know, like if we're gonna have the system, teach somebody how to do taxes, teach somebody how to grow their own food and or cook their own food, teach somebody how to start a business and that's what they wanna do. Teach somebody how to, you know what I mean? Be a writer, uh, like right off the bat, be an artist, be a musician, be whatever. I know that it's offered like in a, in a period or what have you, but like customize cater to, to people. If we really have free choice. No, you just say, hey, this is the curriculum for this age, you must learn this. But who has fact checked that and see how that carries over to where we're at today and how that correlates to the life that we lead after the 13 years of mandatory schooling that we're forced to.
0: Well, first of all, the biggest problem with schooling is a is test. Is right. all-
1: oh, Even on that note, man, people cheat in that shit because nowadays you're not even – you're just basically teaching right. to pass that test, to get the funding for the school, to yeah. get the money to educate the kids. Yeah. So whoever controls that test is really controlling the education system. It's true, but – Because I think that <laughs> yes. here's why. And I would say here's where, here's where I'm going with that. And the reason why it it sucks the way it is because I would say that I did education. I mean, obviously you're forced to do that. I exceeded, I did well, but only because I knew that if I had, if I wanted to go hang out with my friends and skate and do all the things I wanted to do, I had to finish my homework. So I just finished my homework. I was like, all right, cool, just get shit done. You know, and somehow I passed and did really well. But now like I've been college, high school, et cetera. It honestly didn't really give me a love for reading it didn't really give me a love for writing or love to learn but like it came that afterwards like you know because you're forced in the subject matter yeah you pick to an extent but you're picking based on how much money i'm going to make picked on you know um you want you want to make yeah exactly exactly or does society tell me i'll make if i go down this route but that won't yeah. even be guaranteed you have to work x, x amount of years x amount of hours whatever just to get to that level You know, it's like a pitch. It's a sales pitch by a lot of standards. It is a sales pitch. Because, I mean, school is a business. It's an institution. It's a fucking corporation.
0: Now it is, yeah. Yeah. Especially now. Especially now. Back in the days. I'm not even talking a word there. We're talking like 30, 40, 50 years ago. They didn't have as many administrators. They didn't have as much bureaucracy. There were more teachers and there were administrators in schools and colleges. Your costs weren't as much. Everything wasn't protected by the government and subsidized by the government. So the prices remain relatively stable and low. As soon as the government started getting into the university, like payment, prices rose up. Sure, you were able to let people borrow money to go get into debt to then go get careers. but That doesn't really help anybody, especially when, what, 40% of the people who go into a, a graduate with a degree don't use a degree. And I'm saying 40% to be kind of low. I, I think it's actually more than 50%. I don't,
1: say so. I don't use my degree for squat diddly right I now. I
0: use my degree to be able to travel and have a teaching degree, a teaching certificate, and to be able to move around. If I didn't have that degree, I wouldn't have been able to talk at a university in Thailand. So That makes sense. Yeah. It doesn't
1: matter what the subject matter was. It just I, yeah, I
0: needed a piece of paper to tell me I've been to a university and have graduated from a university. The GPA doesn't really matter. Your course doesn't really matter. I, I've not
1: had one person look
0: at my GPA like at all and ask about They that. might have. They never asked me questions because I always proved that I was a better teacher than whoever the hell, or who, I was a better candidate than whoever, than whoever the hell else they were trying to pick. Like I've always, yeah. So my resume and curriculum, oh, my resume actually, my resume and my transcripts don't look that good. But as a person and overall like employee and, 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 how I work in a team, I destroy most people because most people are fucking basic. <laughs> most people, it's not very hard to be better than most because b- most people are boo-boo. Yeah. <laughs> most people are boo-boo at everything. I'm not even singling any No, you suck at being a cashier and you suck at fucking math and you suck at reading and you, it's not that hard to be better than most. It's n- not really all you have to do is not hate the subject and you will probably be better than most. Most people hate math because most people do probably do bad at math because they hate it. And they hate it first, probably because they're not understanding it. And then they go into their head. Okay. I'm now, I'm going to hate math because math sucks. And because they hate math, now they really don't want to do math and now they understand it even less. If you understand,
1: I I think in math it has
0: to do more along the lines of the teacher. Yeah. Anything. I mean, I was extremely lucky that math numbers, it all comes easy to me. And then when it comes to algebra and geometry and all these other math, I had smart ass friends. Like my friends, Ahmed, that guy was a 4.0 kid for the most part. Oh, you went to high school with it or you went to school? Yeah. I went to middle school and high school with that guy. Uh. I've known that guy for a minute and he was, he was almost a straight A student. He, he did get a 4.0 in high school, college, a little bit different because things change, but he was a 4.0 student in high school. And he go to Long Beach state. No, he went to Irvine uh he went to, yeah he went to Irvine and I used to go visit his ass and Irvine is, the dorms were nice that's basically all I, the gym was nice too it's expensive as shit in Irvine but anyways um I hanged out with them and so I didn't need to actually try hard I just asked them questions and I'm a person who if I ask questions you give me answers I would just learn I don't fight you on learning I have to learn quick and yeah being in Thailand helped me learn even quicker because it was like all right Either I learn how to do this job I've never done now or I don't fucking eat and I have to live on the street now like uh, survival does give you tons of motivators yeah. not to lie I would
1: say though in Thailand you wouldn't really have to work. like I mean think about it when we got fired Pipu was really awesome and let her live on her let us live on her for like two weeks ah. Yeah. I mean, talk to another Thai teacher. I mean, being American in a foreign country that loves Americans yeah, is a, a blessing. It's a cheat code. <laughs> yeah, it is a cheat code. You're right. You're. Right. Oh,
0: I'll use the shit of that cheat code. Like I don't mind.
1: You're like automatically a celebrity. Like
0: yeah. I'll admit like, the privilege and I'll accept it. You virtue <laughs> signaler. Um, no. I'll take all the privileges. I don't. Oh. I'm not holding you accountable or judging you. No, give me more privileges. Thank you, please. <laughs> this
1: is true.
0: I mean, the only privilege I think, we, the only right we, I think we have in life is, is breathing. Everything else is a fucking privilege. It's privilege that you're getting water. It's privilege that you're getting food. It's a privilege that we have internet, that we have this microphone we're talking to right now, that we have a computer, that I have this bong, that I have this weed, that I have all my bed or whatever. That's all privilege. I'm blessed to have all these things. The only right I have is to breathe, and to be alive. Honestly, well, that's what the breathing part is.
1: Cool.
0: Everything else is to me a privilege. So, it makes it easier for me to check my privilege. And like, I'm breathing. Oh, I, I got
1: checked, all the rights. You're gonna start taxing us on bre- breasts.
0: They might be like, they might start being like carbon credits. You guys breathe too much. Yo,
1: man, I hope I just didn't manifest that. But <laughs> right
0: now, I mean, John
1: chills on my breath, right? Like, you're using up too much carbon. You're using up too much.
0: Carbon. That was the premise on that one movie, Nickelodeon, the 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 Dr. Seuss one. Is um, the little orange motherfucker that screams about cutting down trees. You're killing down the tree. Oh,
1: like, was it Horton hears who? Or
0: whatever? Yeah, that guy, or something like that. One of those. One of those environmental Dr. Seuss ones. Like, that was a premise. They were selling air to you.
1: Well, they kind of do. I mean, I went to Peru. They sell uh, oxygen in containers these days.
0: Well, yeah, but that's because it's probably in the mountain.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) A little bit different. But either way, you're still selling people oxygen. It's true. I mean, a lot of people can't take the low levels of oxygen that would be on the mountains. Like, they don't have the, the, the body for it. Like, they just pass out. Right. Yeah. Well, I
1: mean, they've adapted so many other ways in some of the other environments. Yeah, you you probably can probably
0: adapt like in a week or two. Yeah,
1: I mean, it happens. Some people, obviously, I think that it depends on
0: your predispositions or your current yeah. health right now, etc. How clean your body is at this point in time, and how easy right, it is yeah. able to shift and change to the environments. This is why being a vegetarian is so fucking great, in my opinion, because we're literally we're taking this talk to a whole other level. But when you eat yeah, plants and fruits, so yeah, when you eat plants and fruits, you're able to replace your body very rapidly compared to meat, which takes longer to break down and takes yeah. longer for your body to push out. Higher energy density, yeah, definitely. It takes like a better, more caloric, like energy expenditure yeah. to release that. It takes more energy to to digest a steak than it takes to digest three mangoes of the same equal weight. Like your body destroys mangoes. It loves mangoes. It fucking de- it would eat mangoes all day every day for no problem. You can't mm-hmm. eat steak all day every day. I mean, some carnivores might be in that in that path, but there's still we still got to check out what happens in ten years. Right. I feel like yeah.
1: Either way, man. Like over time, over time, we we will see.
0: Yeah. How sustainable is that, really? Mm-hmm. And the reason I think a lot of these carnivore diets are having a good. A good result is that they're doing restriction diets. And the same thing you do in a, like, in a vegan diet, you do a clean, organic vegan diet. You, it's a restriction diet. There's a lot of things you don't eat. When you cut those things that you don't eat, there's a lot of problems in your body that are gonna go away. Mm. I think most of the problems in my body right now are self caused, mostly because of my foods and my habits and all these things. And I've realized this. I'm like, oh, I'm causing this sinus and I'm causing this mucus and I'm causing all these little problems that I'm here and there. Mm-hmm. But I'm also the solution to these problems. At any point in time, I can go, no more. But then again, it comes back to the the thing of like, I've been in cases where I haven't had like Mexican food, real homemade Mexican food for like years and years and sweet bread for years and years. And I wasn't saying, oh, I should have had less sweet bread. In my mind, it was like, I should have had more of this fucking, these, these Mexican cookies or whatever. Like, this is what I was missing. This is, I wasn't even trying to think about but the things that I started missing was just having foods and experiences that I can't have anymore. And so I'm having these foods here and being a little bit more unhealthy than I would be normally because I live here. But at the same time, I know that once I leave this place, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna change my diet completely. I'm gonna become a whole different Rico. And that Rico is gonna be um, that other Rico and it's gonna be doing other higher level things. But I'm okay with doing things here and being like, now I I won't miss. I won't regret not eating sweet bread and tamales because I was super strict on my diet. I'm still pretty strict on my diet compared to most people. I don't eat a bunch of unhealthy drinks and food, but sugars I'm overloading on right now. And I'm pretty, I I check myself on that. I do go (laughs) stuff like that, but it's a privilege I have right now and I know it's not always going to be there. So I'm not going to enjoy this privilege. Mm -hmm. Basically it. I also,
1: is it as much as the privilege as it is like toxicity to the body though, too? Like, couldn't you say that, you know, like, Hmm. Stuff that we put something and we say it's a privilege yet. It's like detriment to us. Yeah.
0: Alcohol would be a very big thing. Like, it, it's a privilege that you're drinking alcohol, but it is a poison. Okay, one glass of red wine maybe can help you with your heart. I, I, nah, the the studies aren't really.
1: I feel like those studies what are say? just keep, to keep people consuming them.
0: I think Gary V called it out best. Like the amount of, if you really want those, I forgot the chemicals in the red wine that give you that are the good antioxidants. But so if you like really.
1: Polyphenols? Which one? There you go. Polyphenols? Yeah.
0: So if you really want those, you had to drink like two barrels of wine or some shit. Like an extreme amount of wine <laughs> to get a healthy amount of whatever good antioxidants there I mean, they probably all have their thing. And I don't think one glass of wine is going to hurt you. The problem is, is that who the fuck has one glass of wine?
1: Uh, yeah. That's the thing. It's just like. I mean, it's the same, I go, i all go as far as, like, the opposite side of the spectrum, cannabis, right? Like, yeah. how can I just have, you can't just smoke a joint and have one puff of the joint. It doesn't work that way. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, just that. You can't that have way.
0: one puff, but five minutes later, you, you <laughs> I get it, you
1: know, like, that's, a...
0: I get it. I get it, too. Like, I, this is the reason why I don't, why I do limit my junk food to certain days or certain things, because I realize that if I start this path, I will go hard as fuck on this path. I don't eat one chip. I go until my body says, stop eating chips, which usually means half the bag or something.
1: <laughs> well, that's because, I mean, your body's not saying that. It's more of like a chemical like reaction to the, the, the electronic circuits that are going off in your brain because of that bag of chips is yeah. designed for you to want to consume the whole bag. Right. Because I think that, let's go, let's go as far as on that same thing. If they didn't want us to consume the whole bag, they would probably put the whole bag's caloric intake, the whole bag sodium intake, the whole bag's carb intake, instead of you having to do the math to see how much you're really intaking. They, they minimize that. They make the guilt load a little bit less. You know, there's like, oh, this per serving. How many servings per bag? Twelve. Oh shit, bitch, I just ate a whole twelve bag or twelve that, serving bag of chips.
0: That serving shit is fucking genius, bro. <laughs> Literally, they're like a An And R marketing person was that. Sweat. That, that, that person deserves billions of dollars because that, that's, that's a genius move. They're like, oh, we don't want to show people that there's 100 grams of sugar in this bitch. How do we – let's divide that shit by 20. Genius. It's only five grams per serving. One cookie is one serving. God damn. And I've eaten fucking bags of cookies, so it's horrible. Sugar is a horrible fucking drug because it, it – that sugar crash, dude, I get them bad. That's why I don't like, that's why I don't trust coffee either. I don't like the taste, but I get coffee crashes too. They're just as bad as sugar crashes. Huh. So I get, this is why I can't drink coffee. because.
1: That's crazy. I would take coffee over sugar all day. Like, I don't really like the sugar. Like, okay, sorry, processed sugar. I love fruit. I'll eat fruit all
0: day. I'll eat oh, Yeah, That's what I mean by sugar too, processed sugar. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I would eat fruit. Actually, again, 60% fruit is herring is my goal. A lot of it has to do with me being a lazy eater, cooker. And if I don't have to cook 60% of my meals, I can just bite into them. Fucking genius. Yes, baby. Yeah. That's that's a genius move right there.
1: (laughs) I love how he went from not knowing who you started this conversation about presidential people yeah. becoming presidents and then seeing what's going to happen and now we're in the health spectrum of eating cookies interesting yeah and this is how we get down in these conversations
0: yeah well this is we, we have different talks i mean me and you have different talks, <laughs> and, and yeah we I, we all have different talks with different people we all we go down different paths during oh talks. for
1: sure well different things are different thoughts are crossing people's minds and everyone's in a different world like my world is mostly around health and fitness for the most part because that's what i do on a daily basis right i teach people that i train people on that and i live
0: that you know and my world is mostly on watching youtube videos right. <laughs> and, <then laughs> and trying to do some other stuff on the side
1: nothing wrong with that
0: no nah, well yeah we all take we all take time to breathe before we act. This is my moment of breath before my action. It's not that I don't want to act, it's they're always on the back burner. They're always there. I'm always throwing kindling to them so that when the fire catches, it can light on fire. It can really light on fire. That's what I call these, at these stages of life where you're just taking a breath. I call them throwing, putting the kindling on the fire. You haven't lit the fire yet, you haven't started exploding anywhere. You're just getting the information, getting the knowledge, getting the courage, getting the energy to be able to light that fire. That's all I'm doing right now. I'm 30. I'm, I'm not even 31 yet. I'm still fucking young, considering. Yeah, you have a whole month.
1: One month from yesterday.
0: Yeah. It's still the 20. Yeah, I still have a month. So, considerably speaking, Gary Vee started at 32, and he had his wine thing already, but he he started his social media thing at 32 and always puts things in perspective like fuck um he didn't even start right like I, I still have a year ahead of him in my mind <laughs> like, mm-hmm. if, we're, if we're trying to race I still have a year ahead of Gary V of time and that's how he thinks about it too he's like I didn't even start until I was 32 what the hell are you complaining about when you're like 20 something or 30 something like
1: well, that's because this this life, I mean, Western cultural life, especially perpetuates, you need to be doing X, Y, and Z. And you see everyone with their highlight reels, oh, I'm doing this, but they don't also realize, okay, well, is that a marketing ad? Is that something that they're trying to pitch a sale to somebody? Or are they speaking to a different demographic? Like we need to, another thing, unless you don't know how business and marketing, et cetera, works, you don't realize that that's just a marketing scheme or that's just a marketing pitch or that is what it is. Yeah. And it's not really even legitimate, right? Like, I mean... That's why the world is technically a stage, but we do live in a business world and everyone's trying to stay busy with their busyness and pitch whatever they're doing, right? So like uh, even that 23-year-old who claims he's super successful, outside of that video, you don't really know, you know what I'm saying, unless you know him on a personal level. How much
0: in debt is he?
1: Exactly, and what is what is their definition of success look like too? Yeah, because what, what picture of success are they saying? Do they have x amount of dollars in a bank account? Are they invested this amount of dollars in the stock market in real estate? Like, what is their level of? Success? Are they happy because they don't have they don't need much and they live? You know what I mean on a self sustaining land? Like, what is their definition of happiness? What is this individual?
0: Exactly. So again, the whole marketing thing. I think I've never. I have up for marketing when I was a kid and so on and so forth, but. When my rebellion stage fucking started kicking in, teens, I think marketing started stopped working as effectively as it did for other people, mostly because I didn't believe anything you told me. I'd call bullshit on everything. I'd be like, nah, that sounds like bullshit to me. But that was just my natural thing, and I've always been trying to go against the, the flow. So if you told me this is the greatest, I'd be like, nah, no, it's not. Just Just to be a dick, just completely out of being a contrary and not even forget facts. It's just because you said this, I said the other thing you said, blue, I said, red, you want this team to team to win. I want the other team to win. And that's me. That's basically me in a nutshell. And so you tell me to buy this thing and I go, "Nah, I'd buy the other one. Like, I don't like being told what to do. And marketing is being told what to do in one aspect or another yeah marketing is weird.
1: i mean even the direct marketing maybe indirect marketing is a little bit
0: different you know direct marketing is more genius I, i'll give them cred to that like that that's the new what's up when you're reading an article and it turns out to be not an article and you don't know it's not an article or you're watching a video and it turns out to be not a video it's actually a sponsored ad for something you, you didn't realize it was a sponsored ad those are the genius like marketing moves in my opinion that's that's where we should all be going to well, yeah, because it doesn't feel so pitchy. It doesn't feel so fabricated. Right. It feels
1: authentic and genuine.
0: The the 80s version of, of business is going out the window.
1: The whole... It's interesting, though, because I think marketing, even in my sense, is like I'm pitching myself. All I really have to do is, okay, well, anything I don't do, I'm not going to talk about it. I don't do that shit. Like, this is what I do. This is how it works. You want any fancy gimmicks, uh, go to the guy who sells fancy gimmicks that don't really work, but you know what I'm saying? Like, right. Or the gal who sells the shit that's going to your 30 day abs sorry it doesn't work that way like how long have you been uh, not working out for or eating like shit 30 years oh 30 day abs ah, yeah good luck. you might get something from it because you haven't done anything in 30 years Don't i mean yeah
0: i mean that's 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 the goal right and once you do have it's a 30 day improvement you're, the goal the mind supposed to keep rise, you on, like keep it going keep
1: you going giving you the momentum but a lot of the times what what it's it's similar right like let's let's pitch it to education get your degree and then all of a sudden you have all the knowledge but the real person knows that that knowledge isn't even fucking it's it's probably outdated already by the time they're graduated
0: right there's new or
1: while they're even in school it could very well be outdated because the books are still being like everything i mean i feel like things happen on a daily basis especially right now in these times in the past fucking nine months that are 2020 you know what i'm saying like i feel like i have three different years in this fucking nine months
0: like Yeah, that meme where kids studying 2020 and every ch- every month is a new chapter in their book.
1: <laughs> You're like, 40 pages long. You have a whole ass book just on 2020. All right, January. guys, here's history class. You've got like World War One, World War Two. you know, you got the Civil War, all these things. And all of a sudden, okay, guys, 2020, 2020, <laughs> class 2020. whole class just on 2020 history. <laughs> uh, yeah, 2020
0: part one. <laughs> like, and then right. Trump said this. And then Trump said,
1: "Fucking hey, well, let's, let's take it even far. Like th- these next four years of school, you're learning about twenty twenty all four years. <laughs> uh,
0: like what did they do during the pandemic? Why first did it? So yeah, right.
1: First year global pandemic. Second year Black Lives Matter. Third year Trump and Biden bullshit. Uh, you know. <laughs> fourth,
0: fourth year, nothing really changed after the election, <laughs> anyways.
1: Fourth year, civil unrest and civil war
0: again. Again, <laughs> again? Question mark? Question mark? Exclamation mark? Question mark?
1: <laughs> I mean, did you, have you seen? Have you have you been checking into any? Do uh, you watch um, Ralph Smart anymore?
0: Ralph. water's diving deep. Oh, a few that of deep. them. I haven't watched uh, any of them. He says
1: the world's going to end on December twenty first. He says that according now we're really on the two thousand twelve Mayan Gregorian calendar right now, and the, the year this world's going to end December twenty first, 2020. Could be. This is what he states.
0: He's also Christian. Oh, I didn't realize that. Or, I don't know. He seems very Christian like to me. Maybe not. Uh, Maybe I'm just, maybe I heard one or two of his words. They go, because breathing
1: in that good ass prana, baby. (laughs) Every day he's like, I'm out here in nature.
0: Yeah. I need to Uh get a setting like that guy has. That guy has a fucking straight up just his yard, like, he has good trees in the back and everything. I like that.
1: Yeah. He's like the cat down the neighborhood's even laughing at us, or the cat down the road,
0: yeah, I saw that one yeah well twenty twenty one I don't think the world's gonna end yeah the world ends every night we go to sleep, I mean. Let's talk about it. Let's be real. You don't know where the hell your consciousness goes when you're fucking... You don't know what your body's doing, what everybody else is doing when you're asleep. You assume that because you woke up, everything is just as it was, but that's not fucking true. These are assumptions. These are all assumptions.
1: Real life sims. You play a game within 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 a game.
0: All you got to do is figure out how to get to that code. You can call it genetics. You can call it energy. You can call it spirit. You can call it source. You can call it soul. DMT. Like that.
1: (laughs) I like
0: marijuana. You You
1: guys all need to try dimethyltryptamine and
0: you'll understand. There's another one that Joe rogan was talking about dmt 5 or something oh are you talking about 5 meo dmt yeah what is that uh that's
1: actually so the dmt we've taken has been a man-made substance right 5 meo dmt is from i think it's a dried like frog excretion Ooh. it's like comes from a poisonous frog that like if you frighten that frog they excrete this this stuff, and what it does is it dries it up and you smoke it,
0: and it makes you, like, have these gnarly, gnarly hallucinations. Oh, that's what i seen in, in, in the Amazon, what they do with the frog.
1: Because the same thing with Cambo, or Cambo, Cambo, whatever you yeah, want to say, Cambo. that's frog poison as well, that you just right, put on... Uh, well, it's a little bit different. That's not a body. psychedelic, though. That one's not psychedelic at all. That one's, like, a cleanser. It's that's supposed to just clean out your organs,
0: purgatory out out your body. Yeah, it's a purge. I mean, I've been wanting to do that, too. But, yeah, that the... the, the Five DML, five MEO, five MEO DMT. Yeah, that's the thing they could scrape off the, the frogs. I've seen on the videos, and they then even they... have like, a, have you ever heard a yopo? That shit yeah, sounds good too. They, they shoot that yeah. shit up the nose.
1: <laughs> yeah, that shit sounds fun too. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wow, man, man, I heard some stories in Peru. These guys did it, and they said like, literally, he was like convulsing for like fifteen seconds after he fucking took it. And he was having a seizure. It was kind of crazy
0: his body was readjusting. I think all of these, right. all these things, our body kind of readjusting to,
1: I always wonder too. I mean, like, I'll go back in my, my, my Cambo journey or my little uh, purgatory in that, my purgatory in ayahuasca didn't physically purge. So I'm like, I like to know if I want to feel like I energetically purge of some sort, you know what I'm saying? Like, but I, I, I always question
0: that. I, I think that the physical purging is um, you've been doing it. For I, I want to go check it out and do it because again, I don't eat as healthy as you, I'm not as physically fit as you, but we we have been purging a lot of our mentalities. And I are
1: because I learned about ayahuasca back in 2013, I think the first encounter for myself personally when I was going on the spirit science journeys and all that stuff before we went to
0: I, uh, I, that, I think exactly.
1: I actually went five years later. So,
0: mm. yeah, well, I learned about it around the same time. But, yeah, no,
1: I mean, like, I think you knew about it before me, like, we were going down all those paths, like HRM, the sun gazing paths, and then learning all these other things.
0: Sun gazing is fun. Yeah, get back into that. Uh, I don't
1: want to do it with like an end goal. I just want to incorporate it because of the way I liked how I felt and I liked how I'd actually take the time to sit there and focus on my breath for nearly almost an hour and just watch those beautiful sunset at the beach. You remember?
0: Yeah, well, yeah, that's what I like. I like fucking sunsets at the beach. I, like that shit I be- remember,
1: like, we would race home sometimes back to my apartment, and we'd go run across the street and fucking sun gaze at the yeah, beach. So cool. We'd go to Manhattan Beach down, you know, we would work the nighttime yeah. there and walk down.
0: I still remember those. I, yeah,
1: I know what I mean. One of the big reasons we chose Thailand was so we can continue sun Yeah, like, like, this is the place I, I can
0: stuff. get some sun. Yeah. Exactly. Like, I, I,
1: I— People would look at us funky because we would do it in the middle of the day, like, in tourist areas and just be yeah. like—
0: sun gazing barefoot yeah sun gazing they'd be like who are these fucking palangs?
1: or like the area like even when we got in hard, i remember in Prey, it was hard enough we had to go walking for like a fucking park and find park areas to like find I, a dirt patch
0: yeah dude i, I the, the parks were they don't have dirt patches they actually have grass so it was pretty bad I, I found an empty lot at the end like in one of the major intersections 10 minutes away from my place like a, on a bike I found an empty lot that I used to go to consistently for a long time in prayer. And people would just drive by going, what the fuck? And like-
1: <laughs> I just had like a, a night, a weird like a like, thought pattern. Imagine you don't have a plot of landing, but you just have like a rooftop and you put like this sand encasement, like a sandbox yeah. per se, but you constantly yeah. replace it. Do you think that
0: works? I, Not as well, but it would work. You don't need to replace the sand. All you need to do is really? to find a way to ground it to the soil. So oh, so that way
1: that, way that the, whatever energy that you're releasing, the positive ions are actually coming yeah. and getting released into
0: put it. Air. Put it in a copper tube and then surround it with something that doesn't let it heat up. And then yeah. put sand in that copper tube, make it go all the way up to the fucking the, uh, sand where you're at. So all you have to do is tie it like a, like a water irrigation system. Just make, just make a way for the energy to ground itself. That's mm. all you really. Because I've been trying to do that too. I was like, I want to fucking ground myself on the my rooftop. That's what I wanted. You know,
1: that would have been perfect. Remember my old spot? Fuck that rooftop would have been perfect to ground myself on top of. What what your what spot? The four bedroom house that you stayed at with me. Oh yeah so, yeah. That spot. Remember how you can climb on the roof there,
0: man. Huh? Yeah, that would have been nice to, there. I would have been nice in my old fucking condo place. That thirteen floors is one of the tallest buildings in Chiang Mai. Oh, in Thailand, yeah. I had a great view, dude. I had great, great view. Like I had the airport there, the mountains there, the school right there, like Maya there. Like, how about let's take a step okay. back and uh, I want to just go ahead and
1: say, uh, fucking, uh, we got kids to sun gaze with us in Thailand. Yeah, did we? Yeah, man, they would always make fun of us because we do it during the after school program and then they'd yeah, want to do it join us. Program. It's
0: a couple minutes before after school program. Yeah, sun gazing was really nice. I, I did feel I felt a lot of things when I was doing it thirty minutes a day. Like thirty minute a day looking at the sun. That's intense. Mm-hmm. That's like working out to 44 minutes right like that was the end goal the focus yeah well i didn't want to go past 30 because then your body was well according to what he said your body would start changing radically and you would be going towards a no food existence Mm -hmm. and i wasn't ready to have a no food existence because the social stuff that
1: for me is like how are there where's was there video testimonials of other people that have like completed this etc like That shit should go viral you know what i'm saying like type of stuff like that like you would think that it would pick up like quickly if it if there if it holds any like truth.
0: well it's also really hard to believe because where do you get sustenance from food exactly we we've never been given the idea that we can gain sustenance from the universe itself we've never been given the idea that our body doesn't need food it needs energy and nutrients to keep building itself it needs building blocks and energy to keep building and refreshing itself. Can we get that from our environment? Potentially. I don't know what the fuck's in our environment and where how we can harness energy. But what if we could? This is where the sun gazing part actually intrigues me. It's just a potential. What if we could get energy from the sun? It doesn't have to be 100%. But what if we could get a lot of our energy from the sun? The sun is a direct source of everything we have on Whoa.
1: And even on top of that, placebo is the most powerful pill on the planet. So you feel like if you believe it enough, then that shit actually really does work. Could you really live the rest of your life not eating food if you believed it to be true?
0: Could your body start making up, start attaching, start creating DNA from the nucleotides that are in the air from other bacteria and viruses and other water and other, other, other fucking things that are in the air? Can, can they start making the building blocks of life? I don't know. Maybe my question is: Plants do this? They well, they need a f- way to get resources. They, they pull it from their roots, but they also pull it from the air and they pull it from fucking the sun. So they need a place to get their building blocks. Our food is their soil. So this is the only my only thing is like how, if you can manifest energy and transform it into from nothing into something. Okay, that's one way to do it. You're, you're giving your body the nutrients, the exact nutrients it needs because you're manifesting them out of nothing. And I, I know, I know you got to go, but no,
1: no, I'm good. Uh, that person's not coming at at 1230. So, okay. I'm chilling. I'm good until like three, but uh, I'm not going to talk that long. No, no. Got to go pick up these edibles. Hey. I would also like consider then that's a tough one because then it, it would seem like instead of evolution, we're devolving, right? Like, cause If we could evolve, why do we evolve to eat science-like, food-like products that aren't even actual food that, you know what I'm saying? Whereas,
0: what what makes you think that's a devolution if you don't eat food? No, not eat, no, because I think
1: that, like, in essence, we went from, like, I would go, let me take a step back. We try to keep it primitive, right? We're primitive, like, we're savages. We would go hunt our hunters and gatherers, right? Like, having to go get actual nuts berries, or, like, search for berries, search for, etc you know chew a lot longer actually hunt animals move from place to place then we create you know science tells us hey we need to feed a lot more people so let's create these frankenfoods you know and then all of a sudden now we're seeing like what's happening from that like there's a large amount
0: of people <laughs> to feed you know you jumped a lot of steps but yeah <laughs> you went from cavemen to gmos
1: <laughs> like, i what? mean yeah but like interestingly enough in that sense if we are gonna go down the science route and we are so evolved and we are so like intellectual creatures why do we go down that route to where like we get away from nature
0: well well, there's many aspects we can take this in so let's, let's start with the evolving and devolving um i don't think it's a devolution to start consuming food i mean since we were bacteria and algae, we've had to consume outsourced resources in order to grow. Mm. So we've had that necessity for eons, billions of years.
1: What well, if we can just breathe in our nutrients, breath in our food?
0: That's and our I think real evolution is. This is what I think real sources of like... This is where the stories of like Hindu traditions and Buddhist traditions when, when monks and, and, and people who are really... Really believers, they were able to sit down for months and meditate. Where do you make food? Where do you get water from? You don't. Like the idea is that they did not get up.
1: But then they—I mean—go they to the was,
0: bathroom. They, they would didn't. get
1: frail, though. They would get frail and they would get weaker.
0: They're, that is one perception. Your physical form. Well, is there a way to take to put your physical form in a stasis? chambers similar as to when you're asleep
1: but then what my (coughs) so wouldn't that be the defeating the whole purpose of having the human experience to begin with then
0: (coughs) no because a human experience is just one interpretation of everything to be able to go back into the realm of everythingness and then bring yourself back into the one experience that you're having that doesn't take away from anything Mm -hmm.
1: well yeah. On that, I mean, even on that same notion, like, trying to chase enlightenment, right? Like, you mm. wanted to become enlightened. Is that something like, if say you became enlightened, right? Would you just, what happens after that?
0: Well, there's a Buddhist saying that says, before enlightenment, cut wood. Yeah, um, carry water or something like that. Get water or something like that. And then <laughs> after enlightenment, cut wood. Carry <laughs> The the point is, you're not going to change anything. Nothing's going to be different from you. You're just going to gain a perspective of everythingness. You're going to be able to see truth, which is one of my biggest obsessions now is seeing truth. Like the reality of the reality, not because I want it to be this way or because I say it's this way or because I think it's this way. No, what the fuck is the truth? And well, once you're able to see truth, you're not going to start doing different things. You might start acting more according to the truth you're seeing now but the the premise is is that you're supposed to have the the habits from before you were enlightened they usually carry on like you're not you don't change your life because you're enlightened now you're this or that you do
1: you think are, we ever transcend the quote unquote headset that everyone seems to some preach people that we're do.
0: huh some people do
1: yeah so like do you feel as though we can walk around in physical form. Yet the people that are seeing through their headset, they're actually seeing things like we see in DMT and things that we see while we're on ayahuasca,
0: etc. Yeah. Yes. This is this is where I think chemistry and, and spirituality and, and, and <laughs> molecular quantum physics and biology all come into play. I think people who are quote unquote enlightened have a different have different chemicals in their body, have different molecular compounds in their body, have different neural pathways in their body that allow them to perceive the world in that way and we can all perceive the world in this way or similar ways but we don't have that level of awareness a lot of the our mm-hmm. awareness doesn't come from being aware it comes from ignoring the bullshit around us meditation isn't just like focus it's not that it's let go of everything around you mm-hmm.
1: yeah because I, I think on that same note like seems like a lot of things tend to be Gift wrapped in this gold, right? Like, a, for instance, I will go in my spectrum fitness. Somebody, most people, men-wise, will chase after like a uh, gnarly aesthetic abs, right? Okay, right. once you get to those abs, what's next? Cool, you're not as happy. I mean, maybe you're a little bit happier because you got them. You know what I'm saying? But like, you can lose them, you can get them back. You have that knowledge. It's the same thing you think in enlightenment. You become enlightened, and maybe you lose that enlightenment, and now you gotta chase back, get to it, etc. You know, like, because. No. that's kind of hard because most of what we already see is all subjective truth so is that truth subjective to you or is it objective truth like how like now it's getting really like
0: all our truth that we've always known is subjective all of it knowing objective truth is one of the things of enlightenment not the only thing it's it's just you know the truth it's not that you know the truth of every side and every place, and you know the future and all these things. It's just that. Well, what if you can actually call people's bullshit and be like, you know, when they're lying to you because they're radiating a different kind of energy, and you can mm, see.
1: Fair, okay, in that sense, okay. Like, th-
0: there's different ways if
1: Because that's what I mean. Like, what does the world look like in from an enlightened being's eyes?
0: You know, like how do. Very good question, and I got really fucking deep. And I like it when Sadhguru talks about this because he throws away a lot of text and just goes with stories and he goes into story mode and the stories he likes to tell is like when it wasn't shiva krishna krishna is one of the big people in, in, in hindu um theology or in hindu ideology and krishna and yeah, a lot of them is a hare 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 krishna you know like they always like sing that they, song. they have a lot of these things and they're all the, krishna was a person first of all he wasn't a god he was a person he's a regular person he liked chasing chicks and playing music
1: man i mean I have you heard anybody talking about how the Dalai Lama is a person in physical reality, but he actually is sitting in a chamber with his, you know, he's a deity. We're all deities yeah. per se, right? Like, uh, yeah. but are you owning that? Exactly. So the Dalai
0: Lama is supposed to be one of those Is a Bodhisattva, a Bodhisattva is someone who's given his existence in order to help fuel, not fuel, help propel humanity down the right path. So these people choose reincarnation, knowing that going in a human form is pain. There is lots and lots of pain that you go through. They choose it anyways. They're like, yes, I will take this pain. I will take this karma. They're, they're like little Jesuses. All bodhisattvas are Jesus. Jesus is a bodhisattva <laughs> as well. Given his life for the, for the sins and the karma of the people, that's a bodhisattva move.
1: Yeah, right. Forgive them for they know not what they do. Yeah, yeah.
0: That's, that's exactly what a lot of Buddhist deities are. They don't. They know, they realize that humans are fucking a bunch of animals being savage with each other and sometimes doing things right. And so they're like, let's help these savages. Let's help all of these beings on their path. Because once you see that everything is connected, and again, DMT helps, once you see that everything is connected, you want to hurt less. You don't want to hurt that butterfly just because it's flapping around. You see that it's in its own existence and that you have no, I have no desire to squash its existence to stop it is I want it? I wanted to live fully and happily and have an amazing fucking life as well. I want plants to have amazing life as well. I want everything to have an amazing life as well. But I realize that there's some things in this reality we need to eat, we need to consume in order to keep going. And so there, I accept that reality, a part of the reality as well, that, that part of the truth. Plants have, I don't know about feelings, but they do have reactions. They do have these moments of quote unquote panic All right. They do know when they're going to be eaten, similar to animals and other stuff. So to me, being a vegetarian, it's not about feelings and emotions. It's about energy and efficiency. And uh, biological, uh, biological beings. uh, Meat-based animal beings, I think, do have a higher consciousness, not higher as in better. It's just there's more thoughts, there's more intricacies, there's more connections, there's more of everything. Human beings have a weird place. We are the the epitome of all the animals we we know so far. Except for probably aliens, but that's a whole different fucking topic. So we are the epitome of every fucking animal on this planet. And yet, we think we're so fucking different. Mm. We're still an animal, but at the same time, we're an animal that has
1: feel like our ego tells us things we're different.
0: Well, let's just say this. Every creation up into our existence was... No. Yeah, creation up into our existence is, is a negative and when it comes to consciousness. It's things you can't choose, things you can't do anything. A lot of stuff are just given to you, and you have to live it and deal with the fucking situation. That's a lot of what will happen before we get to humans. When we get to humans though, we start being able to choose and pick and move reality in the ways we want to. So I call it step zero because I don't think we're intelligent enough to be actual intelligent species. We're as a species, we're not intelligent species. As individuals, we might be intelligent here and there. But as a species, we're still fucking stupid, barbaric, savage, and idiotic in many ways, many, many ways. Mm. So enlightenment is just level one, in my opinion. It's not the grandest thing. No, like even when you get to enlightenment and you talk to Ame, there's different levels of enlightenment. And once you reach enlightenment, there's different levels of heavens that you go through as well. And you have different things and it never ends. They're just, everything's stacked on top of each other. But if you want to bring it down to this reality in this world, I mean humans are level zero Mm -hmm. and it's our choice to go negative or positive. A lot of us are going negative though. A lot of us are going back to, I think Sadhguru put it right. If you're the person who is devolving and going back into those primal whatevers, then look for God. If you look, if you want, if you're the person who wants to go more, be more, do more, become more, become all, become everything, then go with spirituality. I think both of them can be the answer. Go what you said. The go spirituality.
1: Oh, okay.
0: So if, if if you feel like everything's going back, if you feel like you're devolving, okay, hold on to God because God will hold you as, as human and keep you here and not make you go down to be an animal. But if you want to keep going, then yeah, you let go of God and learn to become your own God. That's not what he said, but this is my interpretation, one way of. Interpreting that thing.
1: God because, and us are one and the same in essence.
0: Yeah. I mean, if you feel like you're devolving, go with God. If you want to evolve, become spiritual. And a lot of people feel like everything's going worse and everything is is like they feel like hell is coming to earth. A lot of Christians feel like hell is coming to earth. When well, in reality if
1: really looked around,
0: it's been like
1: yeah. that just based on our decisions. It, the perception thing
0: things have never changed <laughs> like
1: yeah.
0: we have more possibility to blow ourselves up now granted we can we can literally destroy the earth that's something pretty well, new i think
1: though, what of what mostly has changed is our our um our ability to communicate globally our ability to get information at, at their fingertips and instantaneously right. that's what's kind of changed
0: that's well i think
1: Whereas before you'd have to like even literature, right? Let's take a look at like the books that are being pushed out back in the day before we had an Amazon or we had like Kindles or we had these things, you had to go to a library and you'd have to hope that that library has that book that you're looking for. Whatever subject matter you want to learn it had only X amount of books leading on that knowledge, right? Or what have you, or that information. Whereas, I mean, now, man, if you dive deep enough, you can find almost anything anywhere
0: for free too. (laughs) <laughs> like most of the stuff I've ever bought was free most of my textbooks in college were free because I just downloaded them because I was like fuck am I gonna pay a 100 bucks for this nonsense fuck
1: that I'm, I'll say I was a savage when I stole my textbooks but it's okay
0: <laughs> you stole them that's fucking I mean okay. sometimes I didn't even have a textbook for the class I mean recreation wasn't the hardest fucking to pass it i didn't need textbooks for most of those classes to be honest
1: i was a savage in college i don't care
0: (laughs) oh my god that was hilarious i literally didn't buy half the textbook they told me to buy i was like Nah, i'll I'll just take the test we'll see what happens
1: half the time was really frustrating too Is like textbooks are written by a teacher and and then they're really overpriced you know yeah then
0: (laughs) there's
1: mobility issues man you you want to take a mobility class today at 4 p.m
0: Well, I'm always doing this. It's natural for me to be You're popping just, my shoulders and, and like-
1: bro, look at your deltoids, bro. You're strong, bro. Look at those traps.
0: I just, no, that's, I'm weak as shit, actually. <laughs> this is the opposite of strength. It's just me stretching that part a lot every day.
1: Oh! oh I got a new uh, follow through uh, cars video if you want me to send it to you. Anybody else that wants to listen, go I ahead and uh, go to my Instagram.
0: And you can find it or email me and I'll send it to you. I think one of the videos you did post, I actually did. I actually saw you doing it and I was like, I should probably do that too. So I can start doing it. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah, it was one of these, like these these little, I forgot the movements, but yeah, it was one of these.
1: Spine cars. Yeah, no, man, I have a um, follow through video head to toe. So it's better than the one I made on my own.
0: Whenever you have a left leg, I don't know, some kind of fucking, I keep telling you about this thing. This this one, it's not, I don't know if it's a ligament or it's a nerve that just fucking is super tight. It's extremely tight. Where? Uh, Show you.
1: Yeah. Here. Inside like groin area? Yeah, here. This one. Hip flexor or your adductors? So like, would it be to open your legs or lift them the, uh. Open legs. Ah, oh, your groin area is weak. Okay.
0: Yeah, groin area is weak. It's too much sitting down, honestly. I think it's just too much sitting down. Well, even when I sit down, I'm starting to cross my legs so the pressure will be off that fucking specific point. Cause it, yeah, it actually does help if I cross my legs and I sit down continuously. It's not just all on my back or anything. But yeah, <coughs> that part is weak. I can hear it constantly popping. <laughs> mm yeah so does
1: like, does, how do you know it's weak though
0: oh it's not weak it's just tight constantly it just feels well, actually on that same
1: sense when you say it feels like it's tight all the time it actually in essence usually means it's weak that's why i mean it's weak yeah, yeah. It's just, um, but i'm just curious like okay because that's why i was trying to figure out like when you move with it or does it irritate you while you're sitting all that stuff
0: uh, uh there's slight uncomfortable tension sometimes when i walk yeah, sometimes it's so- and not always probably is when i'm sitting too damn long too and it all has to do with each other right but,
1: because, yeah because you're sitting and then your gait, what's your gait looks like how well what like what are you walking, right. walking mechanics are you aware while you're walking that type and of role
0: i i think i've had a weird walking pattern for like ever I, I, I twisted my legs and ankles when i was a kid and i think i i, I developed a weird walking pattern so sometimes I'm walking in a way that puts too much pressure or stress in that ligament specifically. And I'm like, this is fucking weird. And so I am trying to change my walks or trying to see what happens or how I put my pressure here. But it's not bad. It really is not bad. It's just it. I don't have the same feeling on the other side. So I'm just fucking dripping on that.
1: Your left side too?
0: No, my right side is fine. It's on the left.
1: Yeah, I say, it's your left side, yeah. yeah.
0: I, I, I well i think the general remedy for this is just more stretching the 90 yeah. the 90 one thing is like fixes a lot of things like it,
1: yeah i'll show you actually in that sense if you're looking for groin though ninety ninety might not work as well as something i could show you um like frog pose
0: frog pose yes yes i've done that for like just 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 because i wanted to put my body like that like i was like all right my body needs to stretch how do i stretch it and, yes, frog pose can, is exactly in I, in
1: frog I Or you can sit in, like, bear sit, which is just basically frog pose. That's what I do.
0: Yeah.
1: That's exactly what I
0: do. Oh, cool. I was actually doing something helpful. <laughs> like, yeah, that's exactly what I do. Like the frog pose is the, the first. I go
1: as far as, as like, like play with the rotational, like trying to rotate. So here's the thing: when you rotate this, I just don't want that sit bone to come off the ground. So you go just as far as without that sit bone.
0: Yeah, it can't okay. go that far, but yeah, okay.
1: Well, it's not about the it's not about the distance. It's more about like okay, well, can my hips rotate really well? Ooh. Okay. But it's not just as fast as you can go back and forth, right? You still want to think. Like as I'm rotating I'm trying to drive that heel into the ground and I'm pretending like my hands underneath underneath my knee and I'm creating that tension there and then I'm pretending right. like my knees on top of my knee, my hands on top of my knee and I'm creating tension there right to get all of the hip capsule stuff to kind of talk to you. Yeah: It's a good idea.' You're no joke and especially since this day's in, these days and age where we sit a lot, whether it's driving, sit a lot on a computer, sit a lot and watch television or right. YouTube or whatever it is. <clears throat> We just need to do some sort of movement or um some sort of practice to where we combat the shit that we're doing or the not the shit that we're not doing <laughs> better better wording
0: on that note i am starting to flow more and flow is what i call my type of dances hey. and it's it's literally if you combine tai chi with dancing and like crump yeah. <laughs> like it's, it's not a soft Tai Chi, like you do go with the bass and the drops and like you do follow these things and it's, you can call it interpretive dancing but all it is is I'm letting the my energy flow and there's certain points where I hear, where I feel I'm tense, I'm able to just like go like this, a small little up and down with my arms and my body just goes, I'm like, whoa. And I felt that plenty of times where small little movements cause my body to pop. And they're tiny. They're centimeters, an inch moved. You're like from up from here to here causes this to like do some weird stuff when like in in the flow states. So to counteract a lot of my stuff, not not a lot of my sitting, I'm sitting down in cross legged position. It's half lotus. It's not full lotus because I can't put my legs wrapped around each other yet, but I'm getting there. I'm getting there. So I'm sitting that way. So that helps me. You You got to sit there for a long period of time, but don't destroy yourself. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm gonna meditate, I'm gonna sit in this position anyways. So I might as well get my legs ready for that. So the one, it prepares my legs. Two, there's way better circulation when you're sitting half lotus position than when you are sitting regular chair legs down position.
1: Definitely.
0: So there I actually saw a chair now that's being sold that gives you the option to cross your legs. So it gives you that's
1: a that stool right? Yeah, yeah that
0: stool thing. Like that's actually pretty tight. That's a good fucking idea. I don't like that it's leather because that shit makes it here's, hot.
1: Everyone, Here's the thing. You have people in the comments preaching that they've been sitting in lotus pose or sitting down too much and they're fucked for that. Well, it just tells me you should probably stand more and you should move around more. You know, like the body is meant to stand. The body's meant to sit. The body's meant to lay. The body's meant to, you know,
0: spin around in circles. I mean, like. Yeah, it's true. I mean. Sitting in lotus pose for monks and and people and those kind of things is better because they're in different states of mind. But if you're constantly, your your mind is taking all the energy while your body's sitting like that, I I don't think it has the same effect. But sitting in lotus pose compared to sitting in regular sitting chair pose, like, I I still think it's a no-brainer. I still think lotus pose is better.
1: Lotus pose also doesn't really, like, even in lotus, you're not going to be too much like that, per se. I think that you're kind of forced to sit upright whereas in a chair you you can just yeah, push okay. your back against
0: that you know what i'm saying a lot, a lot of lower back everything put to his, gets put to your lower back mm-hmm. and then your shoulders start carrying a lot of your head weight yeah in lotus position your lower back starts getting tight so you can't really slump that much like they just tighten up it's Ooh. straining if someone if you can sit in lotus position for hours you have a very high tolerance for like pain because your body <laughs> your body goes in pain after about 40 minutes if you can ignore the pain you're a master at something <laughs> you're a master at something so if they're complaining because they, they're in lotus position for too long i don't know that's weird but
1: well i mean that just goes you show you people will complain about anything right like here's here's i'll give it okay i paid like money and i've sat for 13 hours just getting fucking scratched on my body you know what i'm saying for tattoos like where you go to another place so like mean you know what i mean like uh, this is it just goes to show you that anybody will say anything about any subject matter is what i'm trying to get at like you say one thing they were like, you see, this guy's blue. like, no, nah, it's green. They were like, okay, weird. Like, you know what I mean? They're like, no, it's purple. I'm like, cool, whatever, man. Like, I've, it's just a beautiful sky.
0: I've seen fucking green skies and purple skies, bro. Like, I, I don't know what color we're fucking seeing, man. I don't know what you took. I don't know what chemicals you're on.
1: Right, right. Well, if you guys were both hooked up to electrodes and supposedly both on not on any substances. Okay, then, then maybe we can have, even then. But yeah, I get you. Well, is the person colorblind? Is the you know what I mean, like or whatever? Yeah, it's yeah. like
0: does he does is his normal different than my normal readings and like uh, yeah, I can go a million different ways. So beside all that, all right, so I'm starting to get hungry. Yeah, yeah. fucking midday. It's twelve thirty. Yeah. So, how do we wrap this up? I know we went from from Trump getting elected and nice. meditate more. Yeah, meditate more. I think that's my,
1: my next. If you meeting. want a morning routine with your joint mobility, follow me on Instagram, shoot me an email. <laughs> what is it? Uh, is that this coach? I'm at uh, Corey Renbarger these days. C-O-R-E-Y. Renbarger's R-E-N. B as in boy. A-R-G as in girl. E-R.
0: Yeah, so if you want to get into your fitness and mobility, it's basically like, if you're taking trainings if you're taking stretching seriously, this is exactly where you're at. If you really want to start moving and reallocating your body by yourself with your own natural body weight, this is where you're at. Like this you is. Learn
1: to control yourself. Learn what your meat suit can do and what you want to do, and you know we fill in the gap in between.
0: I like that it's mostly body weight because a lot of those can't lift very nothing with 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 our with our current muscles we use other muscles to work with other muscles in order to lift things like you were saying before
1: humans like fancy toys though they want something set up so perfect set up so comfortable you got to have the ac building now you got to have the equipment that's fit perfectly you have to have like the weight that's evenly distributed you go get a 50 pound dumbbell okay it's 25 on one 25 on the other whereas in life when is things symmetrically distributed weight wise? Like think about this, is it, I mean, in, the, in a lot of the systems we fabricated quite a bit, but like in regards to, I don't know, moving things around the house, say you need to pick up some heavy shit or a heavy rock and move it from one place to another without a piece of equipment. That rock is not perfectly distributed all the way around. You know what I mean? Like I just try to go back to where we created this comfort, you know, so then we try to create symmetry out of asym- the asymmetrical beings that we currently are.
0: Yeah, we are not symmetrical beings. I mean, mean, even seeing like, yeah,
1: your face, like you I mean, even seeing your face, your your body like kind of perfects things or your mind perfects things and make it look more beautiful than it really subjectively or objectively is maybe.
0: I actually find beauty in the imperfections
1: like I, one of my eyes is bigger than the other one i can clearly well, so, tell i mean dude i would say so now when you when we're in a and we're tangenting a little bit more before this is over we're uh, in a uh, fucking kim kardashian keeping up with the kardashians uh, fucking um what's her face uh jenner who gets to lift Kylie uh, fucking injections and then they're getting booty injections like of course everyone's trying to fabricate into like some silicone doll with like you know like booties that they don't weren't born with and breasts they weren't born with and lips and chins and noses that they weren't born with and everyone's looking the same.
0: Trying to become Barbies. Yeah, literally. Literally, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I don't really particularly mind if the girl wants to do that. Uh, Barbies look hot. I'm sorry. Like, I've, I've met many yeah. girls with many cosmetic surgeries and I'm not gonna lie, they look amazing. Uh, they have weak self-esteems. They they, they they because they're
1: fixing all the wrong things and yeah, like i would okay not so if that brings you better self-esteem if that's going to bring you happiness more often than not i would state that you bring it then it happens you're happy for a set amount of time because that dopamine's going off in your brain and you feel good then all of a sudden you need more but it's also taking a look at as like i mean what are you looking at who why do you feel like you're not enough you know what i mean where are these thought patterns coming from what, what makes you why do you need more of this yeah. or less of that? Well, I mean, yes, and I, I can go as far as, like, the Western society breeds that. I mean, everything. We need more stuff. We need more, you know, surgery. We need more sex. We need more everything, you know, more weed, more booze, more all the things, more pills.
0: Hey, hey, I'm all about that. I think more enlightenment, more psychedelic ceremonies, more groups. More enlightenment. But then when you start treating enlightenment as an achievement in, in itself, it's, yeah. you're doing it the wrong way. Well, it's similar.
1: Like, ayahuasca has become trendy, you know? Like, you think, like, the search for enlightenment will com- become trendy as well?
0: It, well, the problem is the search for enlightenment has become trendy. And there are a lot of people on paths that go nowhere. And that's their path, whatever. Sometimes paths go nowhere. You got to fucking backtrack, and that's why – that's another issue. But – I think the biggest problem there is that there's a with powerful psychedelics and medicine like ayahuasca and DMT and iboga and even potentially high dose of shrooms if you don't have someone to help and guide you if you don't have a guru in essence that shit can get really distorted really quickly. Like, mm. i don't know i feel like the reason i came out of my dnt experience the way i did is because i had prepared myself in the back like i had there was already a bunch of building blocks and there was a there was a foundation for me to come back to
1: well true well and think about that though the setup for that i mean you could have experienced that as well have some people have and they just go back to thinking the same way they did but where are they on their path? What are they trying to achieve? You know, like where, where, where are they trying to take their consciousness? Where do they want to go with it? You know, like yours was a purpose. Some people just do it just to do it, you know?
0: Mm. Well, I didn't really have a purpose. I just wanted to, to see a different angle. That was my, my, my main reason, which is I wanted to see things differently. Like I've done it very lightly with weed. Now that I realize what the hell this is. Yeah, when you do it with weed, it's a very light experience. It's different. Yeah, it is. But yeah, meditate more. That's what I'm going to be doing next couple of days.
1: On that note, everyone should take a breathing practice. That's what it is. Get your breath right because I have a feeling we're going to need it for this next round of lockdowns.
0: Hey, real. And on that note,
1: I'm not manifesting lockdowns. I don't want that to happen.
0: <laughs> On that note, though, i i have this I have this nagging sensation that COVID is a mentality.
1: I, I, I'm telling you, it's, it was a virus of the mind, bro.
0: Like it's a real virus, but there's a certain group of people who are getting it more and are getting it stronger and i think it has all to do with again vaccines are correlated because if you're likely to get vaccines you're likely to believe in all the stuff they push on you if you're if you're the kind of person who gets a flu shot you're likely to believe the rest of the stuff the government tells you you're likely to buy into all things
1: like systemic science babies right almost to the same extent like i think we all start out as science babies because that's the i mean not all but like in the western society we're kind of bred down that path per se um even some cultures that move here, they try to keep their culture within this westernized culture and society. Yeah. But it's like, do you choose to opt out? Like, I can't remember the last time I've gone to a doctor in general. I don't remember. No need for
0: it. I think going. we have this very, very weird need to be checked up on, and desire to be checked up on like I don't know that's a, that's a whole different topic doctor visits required doctor visits how much how many more times are we visiting a doctor now and are we healthier because of it Mm. Well, yeah. Well, I would say that it, it, it heightens <laughs> the, the, the notion
1: that most people feel like they need to go to the doctor to feel better. So it's not the doctor that they're actually seeing, but it's the placebo that they put in their mind that they have to see the doctor to feel better.
0: I went to the doctor, got everything checked. I'm good.
1: Yeah. No, or, no, I'm good. or I don't feel well. I'm on my way to the doctor. I already feel better.
0: Mm. The doctor would tell me what's wrong with me. Okay.
1: Yeah. It takes the pressure off the human. Does. The human doesn't have to th- think about what they've did, their stress levels. They don't have to think about what they're consuming. They don't have to think about what they're drinking. They continue to live their life that leads to the diseasement that they're currently feeling right. without actually doing anything. Cause the doctor's going to give them a pill. Tell them, Hey, don't worry. You just got this going on. Take this for a week, whatever. Get some rest. You know what I'm saying? Like shit like that. The doctor's not saying go eat a little bit better. Hey, can you write down like what you're eating weekly, daily, how much alcohol are you drinking? You know, Well, I don't know. I don't know to what extent anymore because I don't visit an office. I'll, I'll go as far as the, I'm very ignorant to that knowledge currently.
0: Yeah. As in mine. I don't think they ask you how much alcohol or cigarettes. I know you know. Know
1: on their chart, they're going to ask you if you're drinking. Do you drink? Do you use drugs? Do you mushrooms. use alcohol? You know?
0: <laughs> you should be like, yeah, mushrooms all day, every day, baby. <laughs> mm.
1: Fill that shit out and be like, Yeah, I'm on a tab of acid right now.
0: Yay! You want some? <laughs> uh, that's funny. That is funny. Ah, uh, doctors. Third trip. We'll
1: get into that one next time. The Western medical field and
0: um, We should we should get into the talk with Ahmed because we'll we'll go deep into this and I think he has better a better grasp on the different cultures as well. When it comes to Eastern cultures, he's more studied and versed, and he is from an Eastern culture of so, so of some sort as well. So,
1: well, I mean, yeah, was he raised that mo- in that culture most of his life too?
0: Yeah, he's he's Bengali, basically Indian.
1: I get that, but like, I mean, Western Western influence, though, right? He lived his whole life here, and
0: in... no, he was born in bengali He lived as a child over there, and he came here as a as a kid.
1: Oh, word! So, so he has citizenship here, though.
0: Huh? Yeah, yes yeah, citizenship and everything. He's been here for like 20 plus years already, so. I've known him for most of those years, too. It's fucking crazy. But yeah, let's bring him in next time. And I guess, yeah, meditate more. I think it's where we're getting at. We should all meditate more. It's probably the name of this episode. It's random. It's a good idea. I'm Check almost like you yourself. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to start checking in on myself, and I'm going to find some shit that I probably been avoiding but fuck it time to face this shit head on
1: Hmm. is there anything that comes to mind currently that you feel like you're avoiding before we end this
0: oh yeah tons of shit i feel like i'm avoiding but that's 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 another talk for another time (laughs) i'm avoiding tons of shit bro i truly am but yeah we can get into that next time
1: (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead and avoid that answer. Avoid and, uh, this
0: question, and <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, I think the number one thing you're avoiding is uh, talking about what you're avoiding. Is yes. that's that's that's
0: one of my things I avoid is talking about things I avoid.
1: <laughs> you know, there's no judgment here. Your body language is telling everything about it, though.
0: Well, so is my words. My words are telling. <laughs> <everything>. <laughs> my words are saying everything I need you need to know too. <laughs> right. for sure and it was good talking to you bro and peace out
1: yeah oh you want to stop recording